Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates. Personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money. For you, I check that all the time. I love all the texts. And uh, right now, welcoming a guy. He loves a text line, too, because he's the one guy that people don't take a part on the text line. They always say, well, Jeff Hathorne's such a nice guy. Oh, they never go after Jeff's opinion on the text line. Uh, oh, don't be so sure. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Happy. Uh, Do you see Michigan's big touchdown? How do you feel about that as being an Ohio State guy? Thankfully, the Penguins are on. So I, I, I would – you know, I'd be not doing my due diligence if I wasn't watching the local hockey team. So I miss that. Gotcha. I probably won't watch it on replay. Conveniently. Um, all right. Are, is, are enough people not talking about DeMonte KZ coming back, or is that a secondary story? Well, K, I mean, KZ helps. You get another ball hawk back against a guy who will turn it over. I mean, that, that could play a factor in this game. And you think about all the different combinations they had in the in the secondary to get KZ and if you can combine that with Minka, I'm not saying that makes up for TJ, but at least it helps soften the blow a little bit and it'll give you some playmakers on the back end if you know if they're able to get pressure with Herbig and, and Golden and Hayward and others. Sometimes everybody thinks they have the answer and they're just trying too hard. And sometimes people think they have the answer and it's just wrong. Is this one of those cases where everybody who thinks they have the answer is actually pretty darn spot on that if the Steelers just run, 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 and hold on to the football, that's their best opportunity to beat the Bills on Sunday? To an extent. To an extent. But you have to accent it with the pass. And the reason that the run game has worked to the level it has is not just the offensive line, not just the hard running of Warren and, and Najee, but the fact that they had some success with splash plays down the field and the defense can't play as tight as they were earlier in the year when there was no threat of a downfield passing game. And that's not all Kenny's fault. Part of that was the scheme, but they're allowing for that. Mason's hitting guys in stride, allowing them to, to use their legs and make big plays. And because of that, defenses have to be a little bit more honest. That opens up the run game. Listen, as much as the run game will open up the pass, the pass will also open up the run. And I just think everything's working in sync over these last couple of games for the Steelers. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them, southhillskia.net. Does a more concerted effort need to be made to keep George Pickens involved, or is it? Uh, does you just take what you, you're given with George Pickens? Look at Mr. Team Player there, yeah, George right? Pickens. Huh? Um, good for him, by the way, for realizing the situation. Listen, if a defense wants to spend two guys trying to stop George Pickens and it's going to allow other things for them to be successful – He's got a, a, a – I can't remember if it was Tomlin or, or Mason who said it after the game, but he's just got to look at it like a big compliment. Like, hey, they're, they're so worried about me. Um, 
they did get him on that inside handoff, and that's one way to get him the football. But I think the worst thing you could do is just force it to him, especially if you're trying to force something short to him. Like if he, if you see single coverage, I mean, absolutely take a shot with, with him. Even if the if the safety peels over late, I'm I don't think that's a horrible play to to have him, you know, have an opportunity to go up and and, and make a play or two. But again, if if they're going to put an extra guy over on Pickens, that's going to leave something else open. And what Mason has to do is find the open guy. Is Jalen Warren in the doghouse, or is him putting the football on the ground? just purely based on the weather conditions the other day? Well, I mean, the weather doesn't help. I, and I don't think he's in the doghouse. I think they're riding the hot hand. You know, I, I think coaches, even though Najee's a first-round pick and there's been some favoritism towards him, uh, what we're seeing now is not anything where they're, I think, punishing Jalen as much as they're rewarding Najee. He's running the ball hard. He's, he's seeing the holes. He's bursting through the holes. It's working. So why not continue to ride it? Would you like to see Jalen get more carries? Sure. But if Najee's having this type of success, much if if Jalen were having that type of success, you'd want to keep giving the ball to Jalen and fewer to Najee. Um, Jalen or Najee's just running a well. I mean, Jalen can't – you can't have – a turnover in this game is going to be magnified by three but I don't think they're punishing him for anything. Jeff Hathorne joining right here. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. You've seen it time and time again as you've covered this team for a long time, and just really in all of sports. When you get a young player, especially a rookie, it's one thing to play in the regular season. It's another thing when it's that first time and you go out there and the NFL logo is painted on the field and it says playoffs or the baseball ones or the hockey playoffs too. It just changes. Is Joey Porter ready for this? <laughs> he might be a little fired up for this one. He, he already was today. I mean, you could see it. He talked about being playoff peasy. And that he was, you can, I mean, imagine his dad right now. I mean, if he calls his dad, he's just going to get so fired up listening to him talk um, that that'll have him ready for the game. But um, I, I think he's ready for this moment. He, he's got a challenge. And if there's ever a time you want a guy where you feel is a lockdown or at least can cover the best receiver, this is the situation because Diggs is far and away their best wide receiver. Now they've got some good pass catching tight ends. But if Porter can do a good job in minimizing what Diggs can do, um, that's going to help the uh, you know the chance for the Steelers to get some kind of upset. Has he graduated to the level in Tomlin and um, in the defensive staff? Have they graduated to the level where they simply just trust him shadowing someone all the time now? Yes, yes. Let me ask you this: When we go back to St. Vincent, did you think that would happen this year? I didn't, you know, they've never really done a lot of that where they've, they've had corners follow receivers. It hasn't been a big part of their playbook. So that does surprise me that he's starting at this point doesn't. Um, you could kind of see he was doing what he did with Kenny, what he did with Broderick Jones, and, and, and that's his philosophy. Like it or hate it, his philosophy is to bring most of these rookies along slowly and um, get them to the point where by the end of the season they're still feeling fresh, which – to his credit, I think these guys are. But you could see him being a starter. I didn't see him having this type of impact. Of course, you know, so many different things happen with the secondary that probably accelerated uh, them wanting Joey in that role. You've covered uh, games in a million different places, seemingly. Do you like covering games? In, do you like covering football games in Buffalo? 
Yeah, I do. Tell me I why. I, because the fan base is awesome. I mean, there are a few fan bases that are great. Steelers fan base, Browns, Ravens, um, Packers, and Buffalo is in that. Bears would be another one. Um, right now, probably Detroit, you'd put in that mix. But they're just incredible fan bases. And the tailgating, I mean, not just tailgating when it's 50, 60 degrees, tailgating when it's 10 degrees and, and everybody getting there early. And, it, and it's almost like, like, the, like a high school game where people walk out of their house and walk to the stadium. I realize that's not exactly the case, but you have that feel at Orchard Park. I love the environment there, and I, I think the fans are incredible. And, you know, one of the best sporting events I've ever seen uh, was the Winter Classic up there. I mean, the, that feeling was amazing, and I, I think that feeling is going to be even amped up a little bit more for a Steelers-Bills playoff game, which is you – know, that doesn't happen very often. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, how was that drive home from the Winter Classic that year? Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. Nor, nor was it the last time the Steelers had big snow up there when that Le'Veon Bell went crazy for about 240 yards. And yeah, that wasn't fun either. But both of those were wins, so that, that helped a little. It sure did. Uh, Josh Allen, for you, do you read him the same way so many people do in that for a half or for three quarters, he can make throws where you go, what in the hell is he doing? And then he'll make three throws of consequence that it seems like only two other people on the planet can make. Yeah, what he can do, um, I don't, you know, there's been so many because of his body size comparisons to Roethlisberger, but he's a different guy. You know, I, what a couple of the defensive backs were saying today is, listen, you, you get quarterbacks that can move. We see Lamar Jackson, but Lamar doesn't try to truck you. Lamar doesn't try to leap over you. Like this is a, a different guy who can do it, not just with the arm and, and make a, a crazy throw, but he can also do it with his feet. And that's what makes this guy special, makes Buffalo never out of a game. It's also at times the risk that he takes allows you maybe to stay in a game that you shouldn't have. I mean, think about that Dolphins game. They get a punt return touchdown. They're up, one of their other touchdowns was a tip pass at the line of scrimmage that just happened to go perfectly where a receiver can make a catch at the back of the end zone. So, listen, Buffalo is playing really good football, and I think defensively is where they've really improved. But they're not invincible. Are the Steelers good enough on the inside at linebacker right now? I'm I'm really growing to like Landon Roberts. Just the hustle, the way he plays the game, uh, how much it means to him. He's not a he's not a per, speaking of perfection. He's not a perfect linebacker, but he's going to give you everything. I think Miles Jack is a, is a nice player. But do they have the guys that can cover tight ends? That's where the concern is. And if they go to a bunch of nickel or even dime packages, do they have enough run stuffing to where if Cook starts going that you could still cover the tight ends and be able to stop Cook? That's where I think um, a guy like Eric Rowe is still in the plan. 
mean, we've seen him over the last couple of weeks be a really solid tackler. I think he's going to be in some of those sub packages uh, where they're going to look for him to cover tight ends and also be a solid tackler enough to be able to stop Cook if they decide to run it. Lost in the news cycle. We're talking to Jeff Hathorn. Lost in the news cycle this week, I think because of the playoffs, because of the Penguins, because of the Steelers making their way in, uh, the national championship, all kinds of crazy stuff. Pitt basketball even. Pitt got Eli Holstein. It's not every day an Alabama quarterback comes to Pitt. That's like a big get, I think, Jeff. Right. right. And I mean, this guy was a consensus top 10 quarterback in the nation just 13 months ago. And so, and you're not just getting a guy who's, who has been injured before, who's looking for a, a new opportunity after being a, at a smaller school or that only has one year left. This guy's got four years. Um, and he, I mean, everybody wanted him. George offered him. LSU offered him. You name it, the big schools were after him. And this guy, and he's not, even though he's a pocket guy, he's got some mobility. And what I'm encouraged about from what I hear about Kate Bell is he alters his scheme based on what he has. Well, now he's got someone that, all due respect to some of the other quarterbacks we've seen in the last few years, has the potential to play at a whole nother level. And if he can find some of that with the Panthers, uh, then they can take take a next step and the first one is to get back to winning obviously but then that one after that this guy if he sticks around um could be that and i don't even want to say this but i'll say it he could be the next kenny pickett as far as having that franchise type quarterback for a year for a few years in a row you speak of getting back to winning pitt didn't just need to win against louisville they needed to kick the hell out of them and they did they played them they outplayed them from beginning to end pretty much in that basketball game the other day that seemed to be uh exactly the right note and what needed to happen for the recipe to get back on track wasn't it yeah and they're miss- missing ish legged there, there are a couple things that stuck out to me one you had two freshmen that were your guards and at for about 13 minutes of the game, Bob, Bob Carrington was the only guard for the Panthers on the floor. He finished with one turnover, playing 39 minutes and 59 seconds. And Jalen Lowe, who made his first career start, the other freshman, played nearly 28 minutes. He also only had one turnover. And then you get a performance like Zach Austin, who has four steals, 20 points. He can hit the three. He can, you know, he's dynamic going to the basket. If you get some of that and – Obviously, Louisville's not a great team, but if you get some of that, you're going to get some more wins in this conference. I mean, there are wins to be had in this conference, and you play more consistent like that. Uh, I like how this team can play going forward. Now, Duke is going to be a really tough test tomorrow night. Oh, certainly. Duke is always going to be Duke. I, it, it still astounds me in watching that game over the weekend how far Louisville has fallen from the Freedom Hall, Denny Crum uh, sort of era where Louisville Ooh. was it, Louisville was a blue blood. Like, they, they were. And now where they are, it's incredible to me. Yeah, it's uh, and, you know, they're kind of stuck because they've got a national champion a former Louisville national champion as their coach. But he has nine wins and 37 losses. I, it, it's a tough call to do that to someone that the people like and that has done great things at the university as a player. Uh, but, man, you got to think that, that that time is coming quicker and quicker for Kenny Payne. And here's the thing. He's got five kids on his roster that are top 100 players in the country, but they just can't seem to put it together. I mean, maybe they'll put it together and help Pitt out with, with winning some other games. But, man, that's a, it's a bad scene down there. And quickly, if I may mention, sure. Colin, 
if you have an opportunity, tomorrow is going to be ALS awareness. Uh, this game and the game at Duke, because Jeff Capel's father died of ALS. Uh, obviously, we know Tun Chilkin died of ALS. So thinking about the holidays, thinking, well, I was really blessed in the holidays. Uh, check out the Pitt website and, and make a donation to ALS because it would really mean a lot. Uh, to Jeff Cable. Awesome stuff. Jeff, as always, we appreciate it all over the map with you because you cover all that kind of stuff. Get back to watching um, anything but the Michigan game. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Colin. We'll see, see ya. Ya. Jeff Hathorne, a uh, a big Ohio State man, so he won't be putting on this national championship game. Penguins are up 2-1, by the way. Sorry to ruin your update, Joel, but maybe there'll be a score in the next uh, little while. It's back, by the way. Fan Morning Show Wedding presented by Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. One lucky couple going to get married February 16th. Voodoo Brewing Company. Check out all the details, 937thefan.com.